My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago, at one of the earlier Masses here on Sunday morning, we'd finished Mass, and I'm standing out in the vestibule saying goodbye to everybody. And suddenly there's a small line waiting to ask me questions, a very small line, actually a small line with very small people in it. And I was asked in a quick succession, three of the most profound spiritual questions on the minds and hearts of human beings. The first two questions came from a young brother and sister who were with their mother, not yet in school from what I could tell. And the brother spoke up first and said, why can't we see God? To which I said, we can, but we have to learn how to recognize God. And we have to let God teach us how to recognize God. Because God doesn't look like we think God looks. Probably not the best answer, but I teach spirituality. What am I supposed to do? At a graduate level, at preschoolers. Then his sister pipes up. Why can't we hear God? I think I was a little better on this one. I said, we can hear God. But in order to hear God, we have to get really quiet ourselves. And we have to see if we can't tune out all the other noise around us that isn't God. And when we can do that, we'll hear God speaking very softly, almost silently. But we can hear God. At which point, their mother says, I've been trying to tell them that. <laughs> Good luck. Because <laughs> the rest of the human race is asking the same questions and not necessarily finding the answers all that satisfactory. But then there were the third questioners. Older. Wiser. More experienced in life. Having faced its ups and downs countless times. I think they might have been in fourth or fifth grade. And they said, Father, are there going to be donuts after Mass? At the end of that encounter, I thought, I don't know when. I don't know how. But someday this is going into a homily. So welcome, everyone, <laughs> to the Feast of the Holy Trinity. 
in which we celebrate our faith based on the revelation and the experience of people of faith for thousands and thousands of years who have learned to let God teach them how to see God and who have learned to hear the sound of God's voice even in its silence amid the din and cacophony of all the noise we make and who have found that we have a God who wants nothing more than to have us see God, to have us hear God's voice and to give us free donuts. And there's the mystery of the Trinity. The mystery of the Trinity is that God really does want nothing more than we be able to see him and hear him and receive nothing but good gifts from God. And the mystery of the Trinity is telling us that as hard as it might be for us to learn how to do those three things, the God who desires nothing more for us than that we see God and hear God and receive great and good gifts from God has never stopped trying to break through the noise, to break through our blindness, to break through our sense that unless we earn it ourselves, it isn't worth having, to break through all the, the things that we think must be true but aren't, Teach us indeed that we can see God. And God is willing to teach us how to do that. And we can hear God. And God is willing to teach us how to do that. And we can receive an abundance of gifts from God. And God is willing to teach us how to do that. The mystery of the Trinity tells us that this God who desires nothing more than to be closer to us than we are to ourselves is trying to get us to be close enough to ourselves to know that God is right there next to us. This God who is beyond all of our imagining, who is beyond everything that exists because Everything exists came from this God. This God who sustains everything in existence. Without which for a moment, without thinking of us for a moment, we would cease to be this God who is beyond, beyond the beyond. Also stands right next to us. Showing us what God looks like. What God sounds like. What God feels like, what it's like to be in the presence of God. Showing us that through the, the life and the mystery, the ministry and the goodness of Jesus of Nazareth. Who showed us the face of God. Who showed us what the sound of God's voice is like. Who showed us what the touch of God's hand does. Who showed us God's great desire. 
to so love the world that he could be completely one with us. And this same God who is beyond us and yet standing right next to us is also within us, making us desire what God desires for us, namely to see God's presence, to see God's goodness, to hear God's voice and to receive God's gifts. There are desires that come from the Holy Spirit. And so somehow or another, this mystery of the Trinity, which God calls us beyond ourselves while walking right next to us, while stirring us within us, somehow makes it possible to see God, to hear God, and to receive the goodness of God's gifts. And maybe the best way to do that sometimes is with donuts.